Yo, what's going on? And welcome to Can We Talk About This with Murphy Wells. Murphy Wells. And I hope everyone is having an awesome Wednesday. That's when I'm recording this. Um, it is a stormy-ass day here in St. Louis. And if you know me at all, those are some of my favorites. I actually really love stormy, rainy weather. Uh, it just puts me in a good mood. I don't know why. Um, there was a point in time where I thought I was going to move up to Seattle, Washington. And my homie who lives up there, he was like, dude, it rains here a lot. So, like, do you have, like, a problem with that? I'm like, nah, bring it on. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Probably because, like, in the summertime, it is so, so hot here in St. Louis. And so that whenever it rains, it's just, like, a little sigh of relief. You know, a little bit of cloud cover, a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of cooling things down. Then, of course, in most cases, um... If it rains early enough in the day, that means the sun still has a chance to come out, and the sun typically does come out. So we got to deal with that. But um, otherwise, just rainy days make me happy. And kind of moving into like the theme of what today's episode is about, um, things that make me happy, doing things to make myself happy. Um, but m- more importantly, not being around or doing things that make me unhappy. Uh, something I'm learning more and more and more is that, that, that happiness is a choice. And it should be one that is made independent of what's going on. Um, But still, we're all human, and certain things do tend to make us happier than others. And likewise, certain things do tend to piss us off more than others. I think it's important to analyze why things make us mad or why we become dissatisfied with things. And when I think about the things that relate to human behavior, uh, laziness, thoughtlessness, carelessness, just being devoid of any kind of consideration for anyone but yourself, largely. These are the things that really annoy me most and that I both try not to do, but I I try to make other people aware, like, if you don't do these things or if you rectify these things, it's it's just going to earn you points not only with me, but probably with the universe because it's a small action that not only can someone find negative, but it's a small action that can fix it and then make the situation better. The other thing I really want to point out, though, is the lack of acknowledging this situation or the the participation of these behaviors, I largely think sets you back. When, when I brought up all those adjectives a minute ago, I really think about the people that perpetrate them. This is, this is again, I think most folks when left unchecked. So as you hear about these five things, Think about, am I doing these or am I fixing these situations? Both, both options have their outcomes. But the thing about all five of these behaviors, attitudes, tasks, is that they are so small, but I think they tell you so much about the person who commits them. And I'm not going to lie, you're going to hear me probably bitch and whine and go on one of my Murph rants on just about everything here. but. I guarantee you, I just I just guarantee you that if you start doing these five things in terms of like fixing the situations and not participating in them, I do believe you will be in a net better position for it. Okay, so what are my five things, my five inconveniences you can put yourself through to advance? So the first inconvenience that I'm going to speak on today is the one, if you follow me on Instagram, uh, at the daily underscore Murph, shameless plug. If you follow me on Instagram and you see my stories, you know that I hate it. I hate it. 
Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it a billion fucking times. I fucking hate it when people don't put their fucking shopping carts back in the shopping cart corral. Now, you might be wondering to yourself, Murph, why does this make you so upset? And to tell you the truth, like to get nitty gritty with this one, because it's the one that most people are aware of. If you follow me on Instagram at the daily underscore Murph, shameless plug. I will literally get on my stories and rant about it. That's half for comedic effect, but it actually is half because literally we can't have nice shit anymore. We just can't have nice shit anymore because of lazy people. You might think, oh, well, I'm not hurting anybody. Well, they got a guy who will collect them. Well, like, it's just the grocery store. When you leave your fucking shopping cart just out in the open, it makes it look like shit. And it leaves more opportunity on the table for people's cars to get fucked up. And it just kind of makes you look lazy because there's a little bit of convenient mulch there because you decide to stick it there. I imagine that the same people who just leave their shopping carts probably don't take care of their houses. Like, if you leave it in the mulched area, if you leave it in front of another business, if you leave it in someone's parking spot, you're contributing to our common area looking like shit. And it says to me that you don't like picking up after yourself. So I'm going to be the guy, since I bitch and whine about it so much, and because I try to get it so where other people see it too, they do their good deed for the day, which isn't why I do it. I'm hoping that when I bitch and whine and complain and moan, that it gets the point across to this person who doesn't take care of their shit. Hey, take care of your shit. You're making our shit look like shit. Get it? I hope I didn't lose you there. (laughs) But here's the other thing about it is that now that I know about the places where I'm more likely to run into it, again, focusing on not doing things that bring me stress or dissatisfaction or unhappiness, now that I know the places where it's most prevalent, I have now taken my business elsewhere. I have gone to a competing supermarket that now inconveniences me to drive to. But here's the thing about inconvenience. I would rather go through it and enjoy my experience at a store where, frankly, I think the groceries are a little bit more expensive. But when I go to the competing grocery store that takes me more time to get to, guess what I don't see whenever I get there? Fucking grocery carts left in everywhere. People actually have no mulched areas for them to leave them. As a result, you have that one dick who just decides to leave a random grocery cart in like a fucking handicapped parking spot. Thanks, dude. But other than that, there ain't more of them. There's like none of them anywhere else. There's no herds of them. There's no none of that shit. And you know what? That's the first step to me having a good experience is knowing that the minute I get there, I'm going to be pleasantly, pleasantly arriving to begin my shopping experience. The next thing I notice is the inside of the store is cleaner. I mean, hey, go figure. Like, because you take care of the outside of your store, it, it, it serves reason to think that, wow, the inside might be well taken care of too which is where the food actually is. (gasps) Look at that. That's better too. Because when I go to the convenience store, the outside looks like shit and the inside often looks like shit. And I'm done with that. I don't want to not feel good about where I'm spending my money and about where I'm spending my time. It's too valuable for me to waste on convenience these days. And this this goes into everything else, guys. If you want flight hours that are going to be more convenient, for your day so you can sleep in and hang out and do whatever it is you gotta do and catch a comfortable flight, it's probably not gonna be as good of an airline as the one that's gonna cost a little bit more, but you're gonna have a luxury flight and you'll get there with enough time to spend 
and maybe you didn't get to sit around all day. All right, great. That's just one example. There are so many examples of this, it hurts. But at the end of the day, guys, this first thing about putting away your shopping cart, it says the standard that you will keep the areas you familiar, the places where you spend money in your community. That's what people are going to think of you. So you have to make it a necessity in this case to take those little steps that other people aren't willing to do. As in, yes, just putting back your shopping cart. And yes, inconveniently, when you see one or even multiple out of place, you do what you can to make the situation better. So <laughs> inconvenience number one, guys, put your fucking shopping cart back. Uh. Inconvenience number two, and with this one, I'm, I'm this one's a little bit more toned down because it's way more frequent and way more people do it. And out of all the ones I am guilty of, this one I I guess I would be most guilty of, but it rarely happens, and I still do get pretty pissed about it. Is using your fucking turning signal. <laughs> there are exceptions. There are exceptions. If you're in like a parking lot and you're just going down lanes like all right i get it you have nowhere else you can really go you're supposed to go up some lanes to park and you're supposed to go down some lanes to park fine you don't need to let me know that you're signaling from there perfect if you're on the road and literally no one's around cool i i like if you're on a highway in the middle of kansas at four in the morning by all means shift lanes boo boo but like the thing that has always gotten me about it is that it is effortless it is effortless and this is the one where it pisses me off because I feel like more people these days almost are looking for reasons not to do it. Like with all of these five things, this being the second of which, that I think that people are largely costing themselves little opportunities and little ways that they can grow and especially invest in like just everyday situations. Like they, they, they just look for the antithesis. They look for a way to piss me off. <laughs> That's the heart of this, is that it pisses me off. But with the turn signal thing, I saw someone weaving in and out of traffic the other day and just throwing all caution to the wind. And now, don't get me wrong. Do not get me wrong. I, I'm i from St. Louis. I drive a black charger. I've driven like an asshole before in my life. And shout out to Drew Skiles because <laughs> he goes, Murph, do you drive a black charger? I'm like, yeah. He goes, that's the most South City shit I've ever heard in my life. And you're right. It is. So I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying I've never not hit my signal. But I am saying that something so effortless that you can do just to be considerate of other people, like, just please do it. Like, this isn't one where I'm going to, like, hate your character. I might hate you on the road for, like, the two minutes that we might be side by side, if not 30 seconds. And, look, I know that, again, the average person, they probably do it without thinking about it. But even if this is you, I want you to be more cognizant of it. If not to be considerate of other people, because again, I've said some heinous thing to people, heinous things to people on the road that I otherwise would never see again, but do it for self-preservation. Like do it because that there are police around that will pull you over and give you a ticket literally for shifting lanes without using your signal. If I ever really think about why I use my turn signal, it's because of self-preservation. It is just because more than anything, I don't want a ticket. I see the amount of careless people who just, God, again, little actions that add up to big things. And it's not the fact that everyone who shifts lanes without a signal is careless. 
But for the people who are careless and who are reckless and who do put the rest of us on the road at stake, again, I am not an angel. The thing is, is that you are literally just trying to be cool. You're not even racing anybody. Oh, what? What, you're late? You're late for work, so you're risking all of our lives? Thanks. Thanks, dude. And don't get me wrong. There are times where I like to drive like a dick. I mainly do it when no one's around. <laughs> so this is a very quick one. But guys, please use your turn signal. Please use your fucking turn signal. I will, if, if we happen to meet on the road, it'll really increase the chances that I don't yell an obscenity at you. Thank you. <laughs> Inconvenience number three. Hold the door open for people. I'm sorry. Actually, no, I'm not sorry. Fuck it. I'm not sorry about anything that I'm going to rant about today. I edited all that shit out already. <laughs> but inconvenience number three. Guys, if there are people behind you, hold the door open for them. And for the love of God, be pleasant. You do not understand how far manners and politeness and consideration have fallen. I can't believe it because it's not just when the average citizen isn't willing to go out of their way kindly just to be friendly to your neighbor, friendly to the member of your community, friendly to a patron of your city, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But it is getting so bad that me, who loves going to support local restaurants, is now finding more reasons not to go because something as simple as you walking in before a guest, you won't open the door for them. And for the people who are going to hear that and get wound up or say, like, who does this guy think he is asking, like, think, thinking that people should be opening a door for him? No. I did it my whole fucking life. I worked in restaurants from the time that I was 13 until the time that I was 26. That's more time than most people work in restaurants. And what did it teach me? And what did I take away from it? Politeness, manners, experience. There's that word again. When, when you do something just as... When you do something as thoughtless as being aware of people and not just holding the door for them, the complete lack of just personal self-respect you must have because the way you treat people is, again, the way you treat yourself. And I get it. It's something small. It's just holding the door for someone. But for the life of me, whether it's in a professional setting or whether it's just people being people, I just don't understand how you could just close a door behind you and not hold it for someone. Maybe it's a Midwest quality. But it's a quality that I think if more people did little things to show friendliness to someone who is immediately by them or maybe the inconvenience of a few steps away. I'm not saying if someone's, you know, 20 minutes away, still in the car, actually hasn't even gotten the car yet because they're still in the shower. You know, I'm not saying hold the door for that person. I'm saying the immediate person who is by you, by whatever establishment is, your friend's house, you got a friend coming in behind you, hold the fucking door for them. If you're at the grocery store, guess what? Put your shopping cart back. Hold the fucking door for someone when it's applicable. At the gas station, hold the door for someone. Someone's walking into your business, hold the door for someone. 
if you have the opportunity to hold the door for someone, if you have the opportunity to go out of your way, which is barely even going out of your way, to show someone around you who you may or may not even know that I'm going to be polite, I'm going to be kind because it's a good thing to do. It's a decent thing to do. If you're going to lead by that example, more people are going to remember those little things about you. And if you just so happen to not to, and I happen to be the guy behind you, I'm going to remember that you're a dick. So don't be a dick. Hold the door for people. Takes us on to inconvenience number four. Push in your fucking chair! Oh. I'll be honest with you guys. This is one that... uh, it's only really started wearing on me recently. But it's, again, the way that some of these places are kept up. These public establishments where people are supposed to spend money that just happen to have seating areas. There's always chairs out of place. I understand that's not the restaurant's fault for it happening. But the restaurant has to make it look better. The office has to make it look better. When I'm at home, I push in my chair. When I'm at work, I push in my chair. When I go to a restaurant and like I only have so many tables I can sit at, and there are just chairs everywhere. Please visit my example of shopping carts in the parking lot. Makes place look like shit. Okay? Some people are uncoordinated. People like me. People are going to not see. People are going to not see that chair that you didn't push in. And they're going to trip and they're going to fall and then they're going to bust their ass. I'm going to be mad as fuck. This one is probably the one that probably makes me the least mad, honestly. But all the same, how the fuck are you not going to put your chair in? I don't get it. How are you going to leave your your, your seat a, a, a friggin' objective mess sometimes? It's not even just like people don't even push in their chairs anymore. Like, they will just blatantly leave things just gross and dismantled. It's fucked up. Like... If I left a dish in the sink, my pops would tell me, hey, who's going to fucking clean that? Me? Not me. It's your fucking plate. Now, my dad didn't say, my pops didn't say fuck that much. I, I say fuck that much. But all the same, that's 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 a standard that would have never sat in our house. Hey, you sat in this chair? Push it in. Guess what? I could freaking trip and break my neck. That's really what my dad told me. And guess what I always did? Push in my chair. If not for his safety, then at the least so I didn't have to hear him bitch at me. Now, I'm not going to bitch to a grown person, short of like a few people that, you know, we all keep each other accountable. But I'm not going to bitch to a grown person about the merits of pushing in your chair. It's your fucking chair. Push it in. Don't be a fucking bum. So inconvenience number four, push in your fucking chair. If you happen to walk into an establishment and all the chairs are out, maybe not every single one, but you see a noticeable amount of them, if you're going to walk by them, push them in. Even grander revelation. Maybe if you're not, not going to walk by him, push him in. Just do it. You're contributing to a better experience for everyone, including you. I don't know why I just went with the whisper, but I went with the whisper. And so finally, inconvenience number five is pick up trash. A better way of putting this is don't fucking litter. I had to pause so hard before I started talking because I'm literally telling grown adults not to litter. More importantly, though, 
I'm, I'm conversating with grown adults about the merits of cleaning up messes that you didn't make. That doesn't mean you're going to pick up every single piece of trash ever. It doesn't mean that you're going to walk into a ditch that's just littered up and just clean it. If you happen to do those things because you feel like going that amount of distance, then by all means, I endorse it. Don't do anything stupid. Don't get hurt. Don't get sick. Please contact any professionals you need to before taking these actions. But more importantly, guys, the little details of, hey, walking down the street, look at that. There's a fucking mask on the ground. Someone pulled it straight off their face. Just put it straight on the ground. That person sucks. The person really sucks. I'm going to pick it up. There's a trash can right over there. I'm going to throw it away. Hey, I might even have some more stuff with me because I know there's a trash can close. The places that I frequent, the grocery store, uh, the main street outside my house, first form, freaking, where else do I go? I don't really go many places. My favorite restaurants. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, the, the chiropractic office. If I see trash in any of these places that I know I'm going to be going a lot, if I don't pick that trash up, that's me contributing to me having a shitty experience. I'm literally playing myself. You should never play yourself. I, I need to get even better at fucking editing so I could put in a sound of DJ Khaled there. Someone help me with that. You're going to hear that. Anywho, and I get it. Sometimes some deeds are grosser than others. There, there are some things that are too big for you to touch. That's cool. But something small, something, something, something so small that you know you could just pick up and put it in a trash can. If you know there's a trash can nearby, do it. I know people that carry baggies around with them so they can pick up trash. Cool. If, that, if you want to be that to be you, awesome. My big thing is, if I'm going to be going there anyways, I owe it to the establishment and to my community to clean up the little bits of trash that make the whole experience worse for all of us. It was one of those things where I just, if I see someone litter, I don't even want to go into what my feelings about that person are. And this isn't this isn't going all, you know, about the environment and that you know, it's not about that. It's not about anything other than you really disrespected this place so hard that your piece of trash couldn't wait to go in the garbage can. Wow. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I'm not. I'm not the least bit sorry. I'm not the least bit sorry about anything I said tonight. Because, to tell you the truth, being a person who not only puts back his shopping cart, but will do it for the inconsiderate masses, lest I take my business elsewhere, the guy who will use his turn signal, even if there's just one person on the road, if not out of consideration, then out of self-preservation, the guy who will hold the door open for a smile and still sometimes go to establishments where the people who work there won't do it for him, pushes in chairs every time he goes anywhere, and will push in your chair because someone didn't teach you that in your house, or even, yes, will pick up the trash that you were too lazy to throw away. Being that person gets old. It really does. Because these actions are often brushed off as uncool. They're dismissive. But 
I'm at least cool with them because I'll put up with it. I'll inconvenience myself. Because when I think about that little thing that I'm doing that someone else isn't doing, it makes me feel like I'm doing a little something right. It's a small action. All five of them. Even the sixth one that I want to talk about real quick is a little bonus because you put up with me for the last 24 minutes. But keep in mind, guys, every time you have the opportunity to do one of those things, you are doing something to contribute to not only your experiences, but to the experiences of people around you. And that kind of influence, that kind of value you're promoting with small actions, that compounds. It really does. And so, right quick, I have a little story. And it was a one time where I went to the grocery store. Now, this is an average day. It's one of those days where I drove there and used my turn signal the whole way from work. I got out. There were shopping carts fucking everywhere. I put them back. The amount of trash that I saw on the way in and while I was in there was disturbing. And while there weren't any chairs to push in, <laughs> and I didn't necessarily have to open the door for anybody, when I went to the bathroom, there was piss all over my toilet seat, and when I got to the sink, there was water all over that, soapy water at that too. I cleaned both. And the wiping down surfaces thing is something that, as much as I'd like to get mad about them, those have really been habits since I started at first form. So they haven't had enough time to fester in the last three years, but we do keep HQ really, really clean. It's, it's, it's as spotless as we can get it, but we can always do better at that. But the thing I noticed is after all those little inconveniences I went through, just at a routine trip to the grocery store, this same night I walked into the cereal aisle and there was a dollar on the ground. And it was just a dollar, nothing crazy, nothing exciting, a dollar in my local grocery store where I go to spend money and take home groceries, where I just happen to make little things better than I found them. I'm not performing some kind of public service here, and I don't expect anyone to think the world of me for those five little inconveniences I put myself through. But for those inconveniences I put myself through, I was presented by what I think is a gesture from what I consider the universal being, that thing, that, that force for, the force for karma, if you will. It was a symbol of, you're now a dollar richer. And all those little things you do, it's, it's, it's not going to hurt those chances of finding another dollar. It's probably only going to compound them. And that's the big thing about little inconveniences, guys. The biggest thing about these little inconveniences are they are thankless. You might think they're insignificant. You might think you are doing no good by inconveniencing yourself. But by doing it, I truly think you're gaining leverage over those situations in front of you. Because every single time one of them occurs, the average person isn't going to do shit. Okay, are you the average person? I would like to believe while I have a lot of very average qualities, see my background in sports, <laughs> but I have done things throughout personal development that have made me aspire to be and achieve to be more than the average person. I still look the way I do. I still am, again, <laughs> I'm still not any good at sports. Friggin' still never played sports. That's fine. None of that shit matters. What matters is 
I know how to do little things that the average person is not willing to do. And I know that because I participate in those services, I'm going to be presented with a lot more universal thank you dollars. And they're not just going to be in $1 increments in the middle of my grocery store cereal aisle. They're going to be in fat stacks, big bags of cash. And it's going to be the money that was compounded because I used my turn signal and put back fucking shopping carts. And everyone else is not going to get any of it. I give you none of it. (laughs) But in all seriousness, guys, um, I'm having a lot of fun doing the show. And before I get out of here, I just wanted to mention two quick things. The first one is, look, I'm loving doing this show, and I think it's great. And I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it. But I want to be getting feedback from you guys in a way that is productive and which helps it grow. So the next time you log on to your favorite listening platform, whether it's Apple Music or Spotify, if you could please leave me a review. Even if you don't think it's good, like even if you think it's trash, then cool, leave me a trash review. It lets me know little things about how I can get better and allows me to communicate more with you guys. And if you remember from episode one, communicating with you is what I'm really all about. Uh, If you want to tag it every time you listen to an episode and tag me in it, I want to share more of those to my story. Yeah, they, you know, they, they, they make me happy because you guys are like listening to my shit. That's awesome. And it makes me really, really happy. But again, it's about communication. When I know that people are listening, cool. I get to engage with them about what they like and what they didn't like. Everyone who's listened over the last couple episodes, tell me what I can get better at. So it's just another way that you guys can hold me accountable and just let me know that you're listening and that I can keep doing better with the podcast, with the show. Because again, it's not for me. It is for you. But the second thing I want to ask is, again, for the third time now, maybe it's not me yelling about you putting back your grocery cart. Maybe it's not me yelling about using your turning signal. Maybe it's not any of those things have inspired you yet. But if you've been listening with me for the last few episodes, then I I want to know if you've gotten any closer to figuring out what inspires you. I was inspired to do this episode because I thought it'd be funny and I thought it'd be useful and practical. And because it has inspired me my whole life to tell people little rudimentary shit they're not willing to listen to or do on their own and just completely go bonkers trying to help them with it. And if it helps, those little actions I take every day are some of the ones that have got me out of the shitty position I was in in those first two episodes to actually be feeling confident enough to bring you this content. Because I know I'm going to look for those little inconsistencies. I'm going to get better at finding them too. And I'm going to be able to bring you a better product. Does that inspire you? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I will never inspire you. Maybe I'll never make you laugh. Maybe you'll never leave me a review. But at the end of the day, I fucking tried. And that's got to be worth something. So as I get out of here, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Can We Talk About This with Murphy Wells. I had a lot of fun. Um, Please follow me on Instagram at the daily underscore Murph. And please leave a review. Please show the podcast some kind of feedback so I can know what I can improve on. And until the next time, I'm out.